Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, the Outback is just inhabitable. Right. Yeah. So it, it's, Yeah, they serve steaks and, and they, uh, onions that they yeah. fry. Right, and yeah. shrimp. The Outback. Yeah. Yeah, on, uh, on the Barbie. The Barbie. The Barbie. Barbie. Yeah, Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. yeah, you know, so look With the Wallabies. What is up? Welcome back, Twisted World Fam. It's your boy Aaron here again. Episode two, the Thanos effect. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, as always, I got my boys Cody with me. What up? And the infamous Andy. Yo. So uh, here we are again. Talking on conspiracy theories, myths, legends. Uh, how's everybody been, Cody? Any crazy stuff going on? Uh, yeah, I've been I've been chilling. I mean, ever since we last recorded, um, had a, had a good weekend. Um, it's almost Halloween. We went to uh, Haunted Forest, yeah. uh, Dixon, California. Yeah, if you know, you know. Uh, place right. was tight. Yeah, so. shoot it out there. Scary stuff. Jumping out. Andy, what is up? Nothing. I've been waiting and preparing for this moment for yes. the last few weeks. Yeah. Uh, knowing that we're planning and prepping all this stuff. Man. Um, I'm ready. I'm ready for the world to know. Yeah. Uh, that we don't need you guys here and that I can do this all alone. <laughs> That's right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, all of our fans out there, as he put it, we are not needed. We are just his uh, sideshows, you know. But uh, I, Minions. Go, that works. Yeah. It, right, listen, whatever, whatever you want to call it. All elites need people. Yeah. You're my people. Uh, you know. Mm. Henchmen. Dr. Evil. Henchmen. Henchmen's I like it. Right. I like it. I think Dr. it's great. Dr. Evil had, you know, mini me. I'm guessing listen, that's Cody. Listen, if I can sit what and pet I? my cat all day. Yeah. Sounds great. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, sounds like a fantastic Goals. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Squad goals. Life goals. Let's go. So, um, a lot of stuff going on out there. The world's crazy world twisted as we like to believe it right um really hard to know what's real what's not you wake up every day you're on social media you're listening to the news you're listening to friends and family and everybody's got their opinions and their their perceptions and uh what's your thoughts on on just what's going on in whole in in the world in our country in our state uh, just in our neighborhoods I mean, what's your thoughts there, Cody? Um, uh, a lot of tension. Yeah. Uh, if I can describe it like that. I mean, it feels right. like every time I go outside that like, and I, and it's never felt this way before in my entire life where you, every time you go to a public place, if I feel so on edge with other people, like there's just so much tension about like how, how does this person view me with, if I don't have a mask on or, you know, if there is a mask or whatever, even, even if I'm not really even thinking about it, there's, I feel a lot more on, on edge than I ever have before in my entire life. Yeah. It, it's really hard to try to appease anyone and everyone because who really knows what's going through everybody's head, right? right. I mean, mm-hmm. 
you walk through the grocery store, you see some people with masks, some people without, you know, and everybody's just kind of looking at everybody. And I think that there's just a, a hesitation in human beings, right, in general, uh, you know, regardless of what's going on in the government or anything, we're, we're just talking down the, the meat aisle, right? See people with their kids and what's, you know. Right. I mean, I think that's the point of the podcast. Uh, the point of the right. podcast is to open up dialogue again because it feels uh, like, you know, I, I don't find myself to be super young or super old, but the dialogue's broken down. Yeah. The talking about it's broken down. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, we and, just, we just lost it. And so it's kind of nice to be able to actually have a, a space where we can talk and regardless of agenda, right. Regardless of what my, be- my belief is and what's happening, I'm going to talk my point and where we're at and what I think is going on and, uh, or counter the argument that there is nothing going on, right. but it's good to have that dialogue back. And so I think that's kind of the point of having this as an outlet is something we can have open conversation. It's, it's a crazy world right now. Right. Yeah. Most of us are, are finding ourselves a little bit more secluded than before. Yeah. And it's it, it's just utter, you know, division through judgment, I believe. Uh, you know, I, I'm old enough and we won't go into how old I am, but I'm old enough to know and remember that there was a time where even in families, like you could have one person voting, say, Democrat, one person voting Dem- Republican. And it was cool. It was fine. It was like, hey, that's your choice. Um, it's your choice to wear green today. It's your choice to wear white pants after whatever. You're not supposed to wear white pants. I don't even know if that's a thing Labor anymore. Day. It's Labor Day, I guess. I'm not sure what that's about. It gets dirty, stuff like that. Never wore white pants. That never happened. Cody, what are you thinking? What do you think about the division that's going on? What about just, hey, you know, here in our local town? Like, what, what, what do you see? Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there are definitely is division. I think that, but the question is, is, you know, is it intentional and coming from, uh, you know, coming from a, from a power that be, you know, right. powers that be, is, sure. is it, is it intentional? And to what degree is it intentional and what isn't, you know right. I mean? That's, that's what's to be right. uh, talked about for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, you know, leading into that, just a, a, a quick recap of episode one for all you guys that listen to it. Um, you know, if you've already liked or shared or followed any one of our social media sites, um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you're, you're definitely, you know, our family, our fans, and we want to hear your thoughts, but quick recap, you know, some of the important pieces from episode one, um, of what we're doing here, what we're talking about, what's fact, what's fiction, what's really going on out there. We, we're not the answer givers, um, we're just the discussion point. We're just the beginning. Again, want to hear from you guys. So, um, Project Mockingbird, real quick. Okay, we know this was once a pretty big conspiracy theory. Majority of Americans, hundred percent, did not believe it. Many years later, comes out it was real, right? But at one point, the government infiltrated media and sent in, you know. I think the number was 400, 400 journalists along those lines, and to incite whatever form of media they wanted the people of America to believe, right? Um, And with that, you know, again, it just showed the ability and the potential of control of media, right? Control of thought. A lot of people listened and watched the news, and they still do, of course, but it was even more prevalent, I think, back then, 
um, just because there wasn't so much news, right? There wasn't as many newspapers. There wasn't as many magazines. There wasn't as many social there, social media didn't exist, right? None of these things existed. So it was like this intent on the media, and it was like we believe 100% of what we see, so they controlled it. So uh, just looking at Project Mockingbird, not anything else, uh, recapping your thoughts, where, where are you at with that? Uh, yeah, no, I... I think I think it was really nice to kind of draw a uh, a point to where we started to see these controlling you know start, sort of manipulations in the media because you know you look at it now and you're like oh there's total it's totally going on but then you're like but where did it all come from and it's nice to have a point of reference on kind of where it all started snowballing from right and so I like the way we kind of figured that or not figured it out but I mean well, the way we yeah. looked at it, it, so. was, yeah, it was, well let's yeah. be real I mean the main point of talking about that is this concept of conspiracy right so when you you know, if you talked 10, 15 years ago about the concept of conspiracy, it was usually ra- rolled around with some kind of whack job. We were talking right. about a movie the other day, what, yeah, 2012, yeah. right? 2012, yeah, the yeah. guy in the RV up on the top of the hill, and he's like, it's going to flood, yeah. and, and it looks <laughs> crazy. And he, he's supposed to look like this whack job that right. I guess was right, right? Yeah. And the, the the reality is, I think that's per, that portrayal is intentional. That portrayal is to say, look, oh, look, they're whack jobs. They're not meant to be. And what we're finding is, I think nowadays, you're finding more people looking at it going, well, is it real? Right. Is this commonplace and we thought it to be some kind of bizarre off the chain kind of wacky theory and finding now that project mockingbird in specific is kind of like crazy because you look at the media now and you go hmm it seems like it's very swayed right one direction or it moves on from topic to topic to topic right we 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 focus on on what a what a, a a comedian says on a netflix show as opposed to what's happening in Afghanistan, right? Like we, we focus on different things, but they control what we see constantly. Right. And keep something in mind too, even though now, and it's like this, this big piggyback, like the, the reality is, is this project Mockingbird came out. We know the fact came out, prove it happened. Okay. So on time goes on. And now it's like this common theme where people are like, oh yeah, you know, it's being controlled here, but what it's back to the division part. Right. So then you've, you've got like the Democrat liberal side that's like, you know, during like the Trump campaign and all that, it's like, oh, Fox News is 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 controlling their media for him, and then it was like the other side, oh, CNN for it was like everybody comes to this agreement that there's some kind of control going on, like everybody, it's like brought to fruition, brought to light. Yet at the end of the day, now instead of oh, it's not a conspiracy theory anymore, but now which side is the conspiracy theory? Now right. which side is doing the controlling? And that's where it's kind of blossomed. And again, you, you've got the Trump side when the when the, the Republicans, when the when the Democrats were saying, "Oh, they're doing," it, Republicans are like, "No, we're not. Ours is fact," and so on and so forth. And it's back and forth. And who's right? Who's wrong? What's fiction? What's real? Yeah. Um, and so again, we know Project Mockingbird took place. We know that there was control of the media um, of the government, and now we're in a place where we just nobody really knows. No, we know that it's very hundred percent possible, proven fact, possible. Uh, we just don't know who or what is doing it and what can we believe is real, what side is real. And again, that's really, you know, the, the, the division and the perception of what's transpiring. So, um, you know, some of the other ones, real quick, uh, we won't go too deep in these other ones, but, you know, the, the USS Maddox incident, you know, the, the ability to create an incident that was enough to push Congress to incite war, right? And... Here's, again, this incident. We had a highly decorated pilot, seen the incident, said, hey, 
wasn't real, but, you know, this ship fired, was supposedly fired on by Vietnamese torpedo boat, and they take it to Congress. Congress is like, yep, oh, yeah, you're firing on the U.S. You've now incited war. Congress says unanimously, pass, go to war, right? And we go into one of the bloodiest wars in American history, right? We lost a lot of American troops. So what the basis behind that was, some believe that it was to gain reputation for the president. Again, it's just control factors, things put into place to uh, convince the minds of, you know, the collective of this country in order to, you know, push some level of an agenda, right? Again, we know it to be, we, we know there was enough evidence to show that it's, we're not 100% guaranteed the USS Maddox incident was a, a, a fallacy, but there's, again, we have a highly decorated pilot and some other things. And even the president was supposedly caught saying himself that it never truly took place. So, fact fiction, don't know, but these are just points that we have to we have to definitely analyze. And then the other one was the uh, FBI counterintelligence program, right? It's, they launched this program to quote unquote protect the Americans versus Soviet infiltration. Then you find out later they're targeting American civil rights leaders. One in particular, a big one. We all know there's a holiday after him. He was their number one most wanted, literally their number one target. Uh, believe that they they tried to get him to commit suicide through multiple attempts and all that. And, and his name's Martin Luther King. So this FBI counterintelligence program protect the American people. Martin Luther King was an American. Martin Luther King stood for civil rights. He believed in civil rights of all men and women. He was he was a peaceful man, and yet we know that they were targeting him. So. The biggest, I think the biggest piece here that I just want to discuss before we, we get into the Thanos effect, which we'll talk about deeper in this episode, um, is the ability by our own government to mm, control, incite, um, target. target, you know, their agenda, whether they believe it's for the betterment of all Americans, and that's a lot of times how it's perceived, right? That's a lot of times at least how they want it perceived. And who knows? Could be. Could be wrong. Could be right. We don't know. It's just a fact. It's laid out. Andy, what's your thoughts? Well, I mean, it, having that kind of power, you know? Um, well, I think it happens on both sides, yeah. if we're being honest. I think yeah. anybody in power does, right? right. We, we understand that, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Yes. But uh, I think that, that there is a uncle. little bit of... Manipulation. His name is Benjamin. Ben. Okay, Uncle ben. say his Uncle name. Ben. It's Uncle Ben. Rest in peace. Uh, we love you. There's a little bit of manipulation that happens on both sides, and I think that's politics in general, mm-hmm. right? But you have a lot of control and a lot of power at that position, and I can't right. even say what I'd do in that position. The honest truth is, right. I probably would want to do what I believe and what I. So the people in those positions oftentimes run with what they believe and what they do. Right. Right. And so I agree. I think the idea is that it just depends on the person in charge. And we as people tend to lean with the things that we believe and the foundations and the morals that we grew up with. Right. The things that the the environment that we we were around. 
Uh, I think that's all too commonplace. I think what's happening now is that we're no longer allowing, we talk about that isolation, right? I was talking about isolation and, and pulling ourselves back and no longer having that open line of dialogue that the three of us are having right now. Right. Um, when that doesn't happen or there's not a place for that to continue to happen, yeah. uh, we pull further and further and further and further away. And then we're offended by everything everyone else says. That's in contradiction to what we believe. Right. And so I think that's where we're at now is we're at a place where opinion is no longer a thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I say that not as someone on one side or the other, because I oftentimes even find someone on the other side of the aisle yeah. have an opinion and I don't agree with it. Right. Um, I may not always get offended by it, but, you know, we, we're finding our place getting shorter and shorter fused in that. And our often oftentimes our reaction is to eliminate that target, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily as they take them out. But we're th- seeing things like people losing their jobs while we no longer see things as in second chances. Right. And yeah. I think that having the ability to allow people to believe and think and what they we do is what the, the country was founded on. Right? right. The idea that we have that right. freedom to believe and, and say, yeah. not well, always that we agree with what's being and said. There's a lot of countries out there. I mean, uh, you know, the, you know, believe it or not, we don't, a lot of people don't know a lot about England and, and Britain, but you know, they, they have a lot of, of, for the longest time, very similar, you know, design and structure, not a hundred percent, but some similarities as far as wanting people to have their own thoughts and things like that. But again, you know, uh, they've, they have their own media issues. They've had theirs and, you know, I don't have, we don't have a lot of time because we could do this with just about every country in the world, right. but some of the biggest world powers, there, there's, there's some similar attributes, right? Uh, and, and I love that you briefly kind of talked about like, if you were in that position, right. And, and we're going to get into that a little more because that's a big piece, right? Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard to analyze, like, what these guys that are all the way at the top, your NSAs, your CIAs, just the guys that are even, believe it or not, as, as much as you, our fans out there don't know, our president does have, doesn't have as much power as you think he does. He has some, absolutely, but there's definitely some, some government, you know, agencies that, that he may not even know what they're doing at the end of the day. Um, but, uh, again, get into those things later. And Cody... You know, as far as what are your thoughts? What are your stance? You know, you're a young man mm-hmm. coming up in the world. Right. Um, you know, fairly newly married. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, got, got a beautiful house and, and all that going on. You're, you're a hardworking man. You pay your taxes, the whole works. And what are your thoughts? We, you, government, you know, inciting these things for their agenda, possibly controlling through media. I think it's, I mean... It's definitely uh, you know a bad thing, <laughs> you know. But uh, the uh, I mean to put it simply, <laughs> bad, right? No, but um, but I mean it's nothing's really changed. I mean all throughout human history, I think that that's just what us as humans have done like all the time, just trying to get the edge on the next human, right. <laughs> just so we can be better and we can right. survive. You know, it's just the yeah. same thing. You watch like the same history through like you know just everything like the Roman Empire or like you know Egypt or anything like that. Just literally, it's the same thing. Just people trying to get the edge on everybody else so they can do better. It's just power structures that happen naturally all the time. And it's unfortunately ours happened in a little bit of a unique way, but uh, it's still the same thing uh, boiled down. So um, yeah. yeah. Well, um, as we real quick, before we we get into this, let's have a little fun real quick. So all of our fans out there by now, I mean, we know that hundreds of millions, I, I don't even know what the number is of people have seen the Avenger series, right? With Marvel, 
Avenger series, great movies. Um, if you haven't, definitely check it out. But let's have some fun real quick. Out of all all the Avengers, Andy, who's your favorite Avenger, and why? Superman. Oh, oh wait. wait. So mm, wrong, listen, wrong one. Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, like I we mean, said, Andy's not always right. He thinks he is, but um, he's definitely not. Definitely right on the favorite superhero. Um, <laughs> I don't know. If I had to think about it, I, I, I think everybody loves the Hulk. I love the Hulk. Right? Really? I, I'll be honest with you. I'd okay. run through and smash and <laughs> stuff. such a like... Oh, uh, yeah. It's oh, such yeah. an out of left field character. I didn't even. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Give me, give me right. some, give me some super strength and and a reason to like smash a car and not be blamed for it. Oh, I'm so down. So, so let me ask this even broader question before we get to Cody. Let me go even deeper. I, I like the Hulk too. I think the Hulk's great. I think he's like when he's not the Hulk, he's smart. But when he's the Hulk, he's strong. Like okay, best of both worlds. But let me ask this: in the entire Avenger universe, the, the movies in general, good, bad, the ugly, like is the Hulk still number one, top rank? For me, yes, yeah, okay, yeah, I All enjoy right. I enjoy watching him the most. I, I understand that there's more depth to some other characters, yeah, but totally get it. Professor Hulk, Prof- oh, even better, even better. The hybrid, Professor Hulk. the hybrid, <laughs> yes, Cody. Oh, you like the hybrid one better? No, I like so okay. I, again as a guy that read comic books growing right. up. Yeah, like the comic books make a lot more sense than the movies do. Right, uh, there's more to come. Right, so you haven't seen like. World War Hulk. This is coming, right? If, it, if it's in the yeah. next few phases, actually, yeah, I think there's going to be there's a lot of depth getting yeah. ready to come into the All Hulk, right. and and right. I and so I listen. I'm not a Marvel guy. I, I grew up on DC. Superman yeah, has yeah. always been my favorite. Superman and Batman conflict, that, like that whole thing. I, I, I dig that more. Right. However, I love the Marvel movies and the comic feature that they gave the Hulk in this has been fantastic, right? Him, when he did what he does to uh, Loki, fantastic. Like, I mean, <laughs> to smash somebody around. So I say that in the sense that I enjoy watching that now. So Andy secretly wants to grab a person by their ankles and slam them around. We got that. Listen, Understood. listen, Understood. I, so, I, I, received. as a character, I like Dr. Strange, right? Okay. He's, uh, he's an intellectual. I, I like, I, I dig it. Uh, and then give me some, some frosty mage powers. I'm totally down. Right. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Time travel. Okay. okay. Powers, beast, Beating people around, got it. All right, Cody, where you at? Um, yeah, I um, I don't I don't know if I'm on the on the Hulk train. Um, I think that if I had to pick one, um, I I'm a huge like Spider Man fan. Okay. I think that Spider Man right. is probably the my favorite out of out of the bunch. Right. Um, there's just like I just love the the Spidey set stuff. Like being able to like have that much awareness about everything yeah. Yeah. is is insane. And then the strength. It just compliments it. It's, it's, it's insane. So, so, um, I've analyzed the, uh, the, I've analyzed the, the Avengers. That was the Hulk um, smashing yeah. the spider. I don't know. I'm, I, I think I, I, I have, have they compared the strengths of them? I mean, I mean, Spider-Man's pretty strong. I mean, it'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. We should, we should, we should, there should be a simulation. Yes. Yeah. Comic books are definitely not conspiracy theories. They are fake. Ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, so How dare but you? how dare we're you? We're looking at characters, um, and the reason I really wanted to bring this up is, and and as, again, as we've said the the name of the episode a few times, the reason I've named it that is, believe it or not, and and I really hope that we don't lose a ton of followers from what I'm about to say, but I have a weird respect for Thanos. Yes, the ultimate villain in all the Avenger movies. Now, and let me just paint this picture. Why? Okay, and this is where we're going to get into discussion, and I just, I need you guys to, to everybody out there that's listening, just broaden your perspective of thinking for just a moment, okay? Here's this man at this point, you see him, he's conquering, yes, he's killing people, that part's not cool, not okay, he's just going around, just, just dominating people. He's trying to get these gems, 
put it in his glove, right? So that he can have a power to dissipate half the universe's population. Right. Now, when you look at it on the surface, yes, total evil, total bad, 100%. Okay. But the question in point is, he depicts the fact that he was a little boy on a planet. This planet depleted its resources so much that it destroyed itself. He watched people he loved die. So he's growing up with this, what I'll call PTSD. And he goes on to have just a, a desire, a drive, an ambition to say, I'm going to stop that, make sure it doesn't happen. And he doesn't, he even says. Well, in the movie, he tries. Yep. And his society, his elites in his, in his society stops yeah. him and says no. Right. And then he watches what happens. Right. And, and so he, he grows to power. He's now the, one of the most powerful people in the universe per the movies, right? And so here he is with all this power, and he goes and he gets the gauntlet, gets the, the gems, and he even says, like, it's, it's a random selection, right? He didn't go and I'm going to pick this class or I'm going to pick this class. He just says, no matter what, I got to do this. And then he does it. And then you go to the, you know, and, and if you guys, hey, uh, real quick, um, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the movies, so uh, maybe skip forward 10 seconds real quick. But you see him at the, in the last movie on a planet by himself farming. I mean, does if you really analyze that, does that really depict of what a massive warlord would do? No, most warlords would just keep pillaging and plundering and killing. No, he's done. He did his thing. He believes what he did was right, truly in his own mind. And now he's just chilling. Right, he's chilling. So again, I know my fans probably not my fans anymore. They're now all Andy's. I get it, but um, you know, everybody's so like, do I. Hulk smash, and everybody's like, "Yeah, Cody loves Spider Man. Aaron loves Thanos." Look, listen, I love the Avengers. Great movie. Uh, it's not real, as we said, but I just want to pose this question to you guys: thoughts on what I'm about to say? Okay, overpopulation. If we as a humankind are threatening the very planet we live on, but are consuming and overpopulating and it's grow growing, excuse me, uh, ever growing by the number of people inhabiting the earth, right? The earth as a whole, do you see this, just this, we don't talk about ways to deal with it or anything that just this particular scenario, this issue, this concern, if this is truly transpiring, what are your thoughts? Is this is this something? How do you feel about that? If if I said to you, Andy, we're overpopulating the heck out of the earth, uh, our resources are depleting immensely day by day, food, water, the whole works. It is just going, 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 and your family is going to starve, thirst, and they're going to perish because of it. How do you feel? Well, I mean, with the with the actual facts, right? If we had the research and we had the facts and mm -hmm. we were able to prove those things, right. I right. think you'd have to address it. How do you address it? I don't know. I think that there's rationing and doing what you need to do. Okay. Um, Good. I, yeah. I I don't I don't believe in in cutting half of the population out. <laughs> uh, let's just put I that just... out there. But I'm also one of those naysayers that says a lot of what is being described in that scenario isn't really happening. Okay. All right, Cody. I like this question. Because because what you're asking, it's a moral uh, dilemma is what you're asking, I think. I think you're asking for the, you, my moral answer. You're asking for the morality yeah. in which I believe. If, you're, if your beautiful wife was... Right. If you, you're, as a man, right. now married, right. 
and you, you, your family, your parents, your everybody you love, yeah, was now faced with perishing. That's all I'm just mm-hmm. was faced with perishing because we are depleting the resources that our human body needs. Mm-hmm. End of story. Right. Like especially water. Let's just yeah. without water. Like we can go days without food. They know that. Right. You cannot go days without water. Right. right. Your body needs fluid. So if you, your family, and just take you out of it for a picture. Just look at your lovely wife. Look at your parents, people you love, your siblings. If they are faced with death because of overpopulation causing resources to diminish at a rapid rate, how do you feel? I mean, so are you asking me like how just how would I feel if that were the case, or how or how sh- how do you think that I would handle it? I guess well, you, I, would I be for taking out half of the population well, or against? And I think we'll get in we'll we'll get in a little deeper into that um, as as we move on and and look at those things. But just yes, uh, I guess the point is is I'm trying to get you to analyze how in in this fictional stance of Thanos, oh, if I, in how Thanos he felt. Shoes. I see. Okay, but yeah. now but now be it real here on in America in the U.S. In the Earth, we're not talking about some space guy. From if you were planet. dealt with the same scenario, how would today, you feel about right it? Right now, if I if if somebody came to you and said, "Hey, mm-hmm. one year from now, all resources are gone, and you and your family are going to starve, and you, you're going to perish because there's no water," what is your what is your feelings not behind because that? Because of the current population, because of the so overpopulation and the constant increase of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. It, it'd be awful, but I don't think that I don't think that morally it would justify genocide. Okay. Um, uh, just because just because of where our more my moral compass comes right. from. I of mean, course. it depends on who you ask. I think, but in the instance of myself, there's two um, points to think yeah. about on Thanos. Yeah, he doesn't believe it to be right. Right. He believes it to be a necessity. Correct. Okay. So he you can see it when he's farming, like the weight of it is on him. Right. So he knows what he did was, is wrong. Right. Especially but having to, you know, understands that someone has to make that decision. And that's what that, that's he's making that decision. Very important that you, it's so important that you say that. It's very important because it's going to be, again, it's going to, it's going to bring us a wider spectrum of thought. Because, yes, as Cody put it, morally not right. We all know that. But again, he was put into a position that he felt that. If if he didn't do it, if he didn't do it. So, again, morally right or wrong, if you didn't do something, mm-hmm. if you didn't intercede, and let's just say you were the only one that could, your perception, and it's being brought to you, hey, Cody, you're the only one that can intercede on this. You have to make a choice to do something. And if you don't, everybody, including everyone you love, is gone. That, I just... I just want you to think about that. So you said there's two points. So there's the one point. Okay. We know yeah, that yeah. The, Second, the, the necessity versus the moral stance. Second point is, is, is his view of what was happening was narrow and he, he expanded it to broad based on his circumstance. Right. Correct. So it hit him at home. Yep. And because it hit him at home, he felt that it was necessary to him in, influence that, that feeling that he was impacted based on what happened to his planet to everyone. Earth wasn't in the same situation or some of the other planets may not have been in the same situation that his was, right. but he felt that they were all going in that direction. And so inevitably it was his thought, right? It was one, his thought one way or another, whether he, it's tomorrow, a thousand years, a hundred years. He was imposing, his, years, he was imposing the justice that he yeah. felt was an injustice on his own planet. Correct. Right. Correct. So I, d- while you think about that for a minute, mm-hmm. I just want to drop something on you guys. Okay. Uh, there's an organization called the global, 
the Global Footprint Network. They believed that as of July 29th, 2019, that we would have consumed all of 2019's allotted supply of resources. And in turn, as the rest of 2019 went on, we were already dipping into 2020s. Um, to back that up, also, in the 1970s, an evolutionary biologist, Dr. Ben Phillips in the University of Melbourne, stated that the technological innovation that was transpiring, so everything from farms becoming more advanced, being able to grow more food, being able, you know, because there's a certain amount of crop that, you know, a certain amount of the land can only produce so much before you have to do certain things to it to make it grow more. You know, the earth is only designed in a such way, so they bring in technological advances to increase that. Okay. He said uh, it increased our ability to obtain and sustain resources. However, he also stated that this, and this is 1970s, this has only delayed us reaching a global crisis. 1970s, and then you flash forward again back to the Global Footprint Network, who stated in July 2019, 2019, based on calculations and everything else, that we have pushed the earth to a brink that we have consumed our resources for that year because through their calculations, they say, okay, every year is given X amount of resources, the earth, you know, through its population and so on and so forth, calculating how much the earth grows, meaning population-wise. And it says, and they, they did this, this large amounts of calculation statistics that then say we consumed all of 2019th by July 29th. Okay, so by the end of July, that left all of 2019 still going. It's not like we just stopped eating. We're like, all right, well, guess what, guys? Uh, we did 2019. I need you guys not to eat until January or drink water, for that matter, right? No, we kept consuming. So their statistics and their studies say we then started coming into 2020s and so on and so forth. And so the snowball begins. So here we are, as you said... You talked about, you know, evidence and things like that. And, you know, here's research scientists, again, back to the 1970s, saying, hey, great technological advances. It'll, it'll keep us going, but it's only, it's only delaying a global crisis. And this was 50 years before the Global Footprint Network said what they said. So 50 years prior, he even says it's only delaying and global crisis, and then the global footprint comes out saying, hey, we've calculated it by mid-July, or by mid-year, resources for that year depleted, now we're dipping in the next year, well, what happened, what about mid-June, or mid-2020, are we, you know, are we into 2021, are we deeper into 2021, and so on and so forth, so with that now, now we've got a little bit of research behind it, we've got some scientists that do research this, do study it heavily. I, I mean, literally all they do is watch food sources and water sources. That's all they do, right? I mean, the other we have other resources, of course, your oils, your minerals, um, you know, down to money and things like that. Different resources that fluctuate, get depleted, so on and so forth. But our main, our main resources, food and water. Okay, so now back to it. Now we're back to looking at, okay, here we go. 
a little bit of science showing this is possibly taking place. Okay, so now it makes it a little more real, right? Uh, it, we don't, I don't have a hundred scientists. I don't know. I'm not the scientist. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I do not have a PhD or even a master's degree, but... I do know how to use Google. Yes. Yeah. I did read, <laughs> did research, did, did, did do some research, and, um, and this Global Footprint Network is a legit, it is a worldwide legit science it, it, organization. It wraps around global warming, right? A lot of this is overpopulation, resources thinning out. The more we do, the higher our carbon footprint is, and it ties into global warming. Um I've got my own opinion on global warming. That's not really where we're at right now, but the idea yeah. of we're destroying the earth. Um, if we deplete all the resources, that's not destroying the earth. It destroys people, right? If right. we eat all of our resources and we have no more resources right. to live, we destroy ourselves, but we're not destroying right. the earth. So this right. concept of, in Thanos' idea, they had tapped all the resources, their carbon footprint had gotten pretty big and their their ozone layer on their planet was ceasing to exist. Right. And it ended up imploding. Yeah, and, right? and again, he's just a, he's just a, a fictional depiction of yeah but the, but it's yes. fictional but yeah. if we're talking about it even back to the 1970s mm-hmm. global warming has been a thing climate change has been a thing right um but even even if you take out the global warming because i know there's so many people that yes the polar ice caps are melting and then they show other so, pictures of them and they're all of a sudden they're yeah. frozen again it's timelines right it's so, all these different things from the 70s to the 90s but we do know agriculturally we do know that agriculturally if you grow a plant a plant can only produce so much so fast. And then when you force it to grow more faster, you're then depleting its overall life expectancy. And then you have to grow more and you have to do all these different things as a soil. These guys are taking all this into the calculation. Like I, I, I read their multi-page article when they sent this out. And it's that they took everything into effect. They took technology. They took, you know, it, the like spraying chemicals on plants to make them grow faster gmos all these different things that whether people believe them or not uh we got a friend out there that just absolutely believes it you know every ounce of food we love them but anyway so uh i digress it's another day for another topic but he they took all of this into effect genetically modifying plants to grow more grow thicker but it it is not and that's again back to what dr ben phillips says Great technological advances, but it's only sustaining and delaying a global crisis. The global crisis is not destroying the earth, as Andy put it. The global crisis at this point is, are we going to deplete our most important resources and in turn destroying ourselves? And that's really what the discussion here is, right? Because the biggest piece to the quote-unquote Thanos effect is, Though, the, you know, as Andy puts it, yeah, the planet and ozone layers and all that. But I'm really pushing the Thanos effect more back onto overpopulation, right? If we are overpopulating and in turn we have to feed everybody and we don't have the resources to continue to do so for long periods of time, there really becomes more of a necessity as opposed to, as Cody put it, a moral stance, Right. I just want that to be thought about for a minute um, as we like, we're going to go, I'm going to go into this piece and I'm going to, I touch on it jokingly because we don't know, we don't know if there is some world powers. Let's first talk about that. Andy, what is your thoughts on the potential of there being some mm, 
we'll call it uh, yeah, a men's group for a, a second. Group. Yes. Let's say it was a men's group. Maybe it's a women's group. Maybe it's mixed. I don't know. But maybe there's some individuals. Uh, they gather around a circle table with dim lighting and ominous sounds in the background, and they go, so how do we wipe out half the world? But seriously, what are your thoughts on, on some group of individuals at the top? Not the top of the U.S., not the top of Britain or Russia, but literally at the top of the world, above the U.N., above them all. I think before most recent years, I'd have told you that you were flying a kite. <laughs> um, I like kites. They're fun. I don't know, right? I, I yeah. tend to be more skeptical, right? And the right. idea that, you know, we all kind of control, control our own destinies. We have people in positions of power that make things, laws and stuff like that we may not agree with. Right. But at the end of the day, I control my own destiny. Right. Yeah. That's kind of the way I believe when it comes to freedom and liberty. Now, right. I have the exclusive benefit of living here in this country where liberty and freedom is a thing. Yeah. But, and I know that's not the same for everyone else, but do I believe that there are a group of elites that at least attempt to do those things? I think it'd be foolish to say no. I think that, I think that it's possible. And I think that money in itself can be used for good. And I think it can also be used for evil. And what I mean by that is, is that it could be, you know, if you're in a place of power and money's no longer a thing, yeah, manipulation is... Is a, it, I think it's just a byproduct. Right. I think it can be at least. And so, yes, I, part of me wants to believe it, right? We don't use the term. I, I use that very, very like <laughs> skeptical, but the I concept know. of Illuminati, right? right? The concept yeah. of Freemasons, the concept of all yeah. these things that. What about, are, what about Yale's Skull Society? I mean, they found that to be real. Life. I don't know much about it, right? Yeah. Honestly, when it's I. It's like I, this we were, underground fraternity that they were like raising up like world leaders to the 10 power, like. I mean, it, you know, it, at first it was a big, you know, again, conspiracy theory, right? Right. Like, like no, come on, Yale, like the, the one of the top in the world. And then they find out it's got this underground society called, you know, uh, the Skull and Bones or something like that. I made a comment to Cody Yeah. in March of last year. Mm-hmm. We were working in the garage yeah. at, at the house, right. you know, because right. we had to work from home. Yeah, everybody. And... Uh, I remember looking at him going, man, I, I can't wait two weeks for this thing to be over. And Cody goes, it ain't going to be over. Said, yeah. It's going to be over. I love it. Like I said, I love this, it. Is, this is ridiculous. This is going to be over. Listen, we all have common sense. It, it, common sense says that we're going to survive and everything's going to be fine. People get sick and stuff happens. This Cody's is how, nickname is Nothing right? by the way. But, but that was the conversation in my mind, right? And, <laughs> and Cody looks at me and he goes, nah, nah, it ain't, it ain't going to happen. And I'm like, yeah. you're crazy. And well, lo and behold, I might be a little crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think what we're seeing, believe it or believe it or not, right? Everybody has their own opinion on things. Is it's hard for me to sit, listen to the news, podcast, you know, go outside, go to Walmart, yeah, and see how people react to one another. Right. Opinions. If I put a T-shirt on that's got yeah. you know a red shirt with white text, or I wear a blue shirt and it's got the red and white Biden and Harris, both sides of the aisle react to those things in a certain way. It's hard yeah. for me to believe. That there's not someone above that that's influencing and manipulating those things. Right. Yeah. It, it's hard. It when you see riots. No evidence for sure. We and, don't. We have no clue. And by bricks, the way. And bricks show up. Yeah. Did that really happen? I don't. I wasn't there. I. Who knows? Uh, I, the city we worked in. Right. It was happening. Yeah. We got to see it firsthand. Yeah. There were flyers. Right. Where people were getting paid to go riot. So, I know that it happens. 
I don't know. I'm not, a, you know, I'm but not who's a in, But who's inciting? Uh-huh. Why is inciting? I mean, that's the problem, right? Listen, it, could, it could be... It could just be some random organization that has no power. They just get a kick out of I doing whatever they do, right? We, 100% believe that we're living out a movie. Yeah. We're 100% living out a movie. The problem with that is, is that now Coming movies soon. movies are going to be harder to write and direct because nobody wants yeah. to watch their real life acted out on screen. So, um, Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Cody, I mean, Illuminati, uh, Freemasons, Skull and Bones. It, by the way, I, I'm, I'm, I, I love Thanos. Again, just... just his character in the movie is not for what he did. Just the, the idea of him and he's kind of cool looking the way they made him look in the movie and the comic books, he's kind of cool too. So uh, for conversation points, we're just going to wrap all these groups and I'm just going to call them the Thanos societies, right. right? Or society, right? For, for this particular episode. So your thoughts, what is your thoughts on a potential quote unquote, as I put it myself on a Thanos society type? When you say that you're talking about like, you said Skull and Bones, Freemasons, Illuminati. Yeah, it's just all the all, all the these things that have been around movies. a long time, and yeah. you just hear about them. There's no proof. Somebody somebody said that once Beyonce did a show and she put up some triangle. I don't. Oh, too, I've I have, seen that. Yeah, but yeah. what is that like? Maybe she's just throwing a. Maybe that's like. Maybe she's got a family member that likes triangles. I, you know, maybe it means some like unity thing within her family. I don't know. No way. But uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> drop it on me. Let's hear it. No, I uh, I've I've watched a lot of that Illuminati stuff. Yeah, I, I've done some like deep YouTube investigations okay. on the Freemason stuff. Right, um, right. and uh, there's a lot of stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Um, like. A lot of stuff. And yeah. for a secret society to have a lot of like stuff out there already, I mean, yeah. I think there's a lot more. I think that's the tip of the iceberg, if you will. Right. I think there is a whole lot of stuff that happens in there that we're just seeing. There's a lot the of things stuff about that... zombies and aliens, too. But, I mean, that's a, for another show. Oh, yeah. Right? I, oh, and we're, we haven't even <laughs> talked about like uh, Scientology yet. Yeah. Well, was just... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We'll get... Dude. Well, yeah, we'll we touch. should have a whole episode yeah. on Scientology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love some Scientology talk, dude. There's a great Netflix movie out, or and there's another show. Have you watched? Yeah, yeah, it's great yeah, stuff. But, uh, but on but on this, right? So just you know, so you've done some research yourself. Yeah, you've looked into it. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like you you have uh, a perception, a stance, right. and I'm just curious, like where with these societies that that how they've been uh, around a long time. They have a lot of control, a lot of power, I'm guessing. Tons of money, more money than we know what to do with. Yeah. I don't even what's above trillion. Like, is, is it even, I'm not sure. Oh, after trillion? Um, trillion? It's, okay. it's quintillion, quintillion. And, then, and then sextillion. So I'm guessing yes. it's like, wait, they got more money than that, right? Yeah. Right? Oh, just, I mean, they have like, like a, com- I mean, like, how do you? Yeah. It's yeah. Unfathomable well, I don't even know if there's that much, like, currency 
Because at that point, then you have to really like I'm just trying to figure out how to pay $8 a gallon for gas. But hey, you know, let's do this, whatever. <laughs> let's go. Walk. Yes. <laughs> I think there's one point, there's a, there's a point of so much wealth where like, like actual currency kind yeah. of transcends mm-hmm. into actual like other things that you can trade, you right. know, right. such as like personal Bitcoin. favors. Oh, well, cryptocurrency, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, uh, I'm talking personal about favors. like yeah, actual favors or, you know, <laughs> things of... Uh, I'm not really sure where we're going with the personal favors thing, but hey, you know. Sexual favors. Yes. Let's, uh, <laughs> no. It's, one of the trading many. in whole forms, forms of different things. Right. You know, I'm thinking about taking up quilting. But anyway, so uh, society these Illuminatis, yeah. again, I'm gonna, I just want to coin them the Thanos Society because yeah. there's so many different ones. Yeah. Like you just, you hear different names, Freemasons, Illuminati, Skull and Bones. They may be all the same people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know enough. Sounds like you've I'm sure research. people, I'm sure there's a few people who kind of like, you know, have a Venn diagram of themselves in certain yeah, areas, right, right. but maybe, maybe not so, all of them. <laughs> but, so. but you're, where, where is your head on these guys, on these individuals, men, women, whatever they are? Uh, I think they that they totally exist and okay. that they actually have a lot of power just because of how many people are most likely you know associated with them. Right. I mean, because it's just it's just powerful people just in in a group and that 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 in itself money talks. Power. Right. Yeah. But you money would, talks. I mean, but, you have influence. Right. But you would have to have in order to say if if these exist I, again, you would literally we're talking the entire planet. They have some kind of pull, some kind of control over every government. Every world leader, right? Because if you have that much power and money, and if even one of them stepped out of the line, even Putin, Putin's got mass power, right? Now, granted, they struggle with their own resources and can't feed their own people, but heck, military power and and army and things like that, if, if, he, if they felt he was stepping out of line, again, you're that powerful, they'd just shut him down. Like, he'd be gone already, right? Uh, you know, same thing with China, things like that. So these guys must, if they exist as a lot of people believe they do, they would have literally the most, they would be the most powerful people on the planet, right? I mean, that's the the, the idea behind mm. it, correct? Yeah. So yeah. is that your, you know? Well, I mean, I'm not saying like that, you know, that I know for a fact um, Joe Biden sure. or, you know, Kamala Harris yeah. are, you know, yeah. are in the Illuminati. I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there, I think there may be. I heard Biden change his name to Brandon. Is that true? Yeah, I heard that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't. And a lot of people are actually like super stoked about his presidency. Uh, they're cheering yeah. him on. They're cheering him on yeah. everything I look at. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great, great, great. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so yeah, you're not, I mean, I get it. You're not calling the president or, or our personal cabinet, the Illuminati. Right. But you believe possibly this organization, this, this, um, the Thanos Society. Thanos Society. Right. Has some level of existence. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. All right. So, um, with that being said, I, I want to come back and just pose one more quick question. I just want your quick thoughts, quick answers. It kind of stints back to something how I, I asked you guys, if you guys were put in a situation, who's your family, so on and so forth. Okay. If you're this powerful Thanos society, and it exists, and you're sitting around this table, you know, stroking your cat, whatever it is you're doing, and you are presented with facts maybe facts that haven't reached the American people, maybe stuff deeper than what the Global Footprint Network released, maybe much deeper than that. You're literally presented with documents that show true hard fact that the most important resources, food and water, are quickly being depleted. You're the most powerful people in the world. You're presented with that, and you're told 
hey, do something about it. Now, again, same questions I similarly asked you before about if it was you, your family, so on and so forth. But now you are in this society. And that's why I like kind of what you said earlier, Andy, like, hey, if I was one of these, you know, if I was some powerful individual, you just didn't know, right? If you were sitting at that round table and you were presented with these documents, these facts, hey, Earth, food, and water is about to be depleted, which includes your food and water. There ain't no spaceships. There ain't, there ain't nothing that's going to take you away. You have a decision and a choice to make. And remember, these people are in power. They're in power because we as human beings exist. We go to work. We pay taxes. All the planet does what it does. If everybody just dies off, they don't have any power anymore because there's no one to have power over. And even then... They're presented with the same death, same possible perishing that we would face. Maybe not at the same rate because they would just hoard resources until they deplete. But it wouldn't matter. They have to do something. And they don't want to get rid of everybody because then again, no power, right? They still want their power. If you got power, you want to keep your power. What do you do? Andy, quickly, where you at? How do you feel? You're the Thanos Society. You're the man with the cat. Stroking it. I think the that they're... Okay, taking a step back a second. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because I think these are <laughs> these are two branched out conversations. Okay. I don't know that I believe that there's an, it, one single group of individuals right. that is influencing every government in the in the world. But if there is. We're... Yeah, again, but I mean... We don't know factor for sure. A lot of, of no, what we're like going a lot of what yeah. we're going to discuss. Yeah, we just went over them. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, yeah. at the end of the day, you're talking about a rational line of thinking with irrational people. Because if irrational people would create a society yeah. and then somehow agree, these right. are people that are irrational. They're not agreeing with one another. They're 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 on the opposite spectrum of one another, agreeing on how to handle things. No, they're, all, they're all part of the same golf club, man. They, yeah, they hang out. I'm sure they hate each other. Yeah, they all they maybe all, they, they all, all take hate baby blood. You know, oh. <laughs> they all have taken the oath. Too yes. soon. Too soon. You know. Yes. Yeah. That's, um, that's episode six. I I think <laughs> if we pull <laughs> if we pull it back to individual, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go like nationalism, patriotism, right? Yeah. The idea of individual countries, right? right? How would Russia handle this? How would China handle this? How right. would the United States handle this? Right. right? Um, China handles it by blowing everybody up. Wow! <laughs> just dropping nukes on everybody. I'm not yeah, gonna specifically just, target China. I'm not gonna specifically target China, but communism. But again, back to the it. idea that we provide everything for everyone. If everyone retires at a certain age and your workforce is going off and everybody's getting too old and you as a, as a society in a, in a not a republic, right? The communism, right. you have to support those people. Right. Um, at some point, you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Talk about resources drying up, right? And so it's not a stretch to believe that leaders in power can go, we need less people. But again, if, if you've already put into all different forms of play, which we'll potentially talk about here in a minute, and none of it worked, and now you're presented with some documents that said, all right, this is it. The end zone's right there. End game. You have three years to fix it. And this is what you have to do. Statistically, this is what you have to do. Here's the documents. You have to eliminate X amount of people off this planet in order to slow down the consumption of food and water. And you're presented with that. Morally, and back to, as you put it, 
a necessity at this well, point. Well, I, I think you're backing me into a corner there, right? Well, yeah. I, I think the people that are offering up, the, I think the people that are offering up that solution are the elites, not scientists coming to them and saying this. Well, they're, they're, I think scientists, their their fact is to prove the fact, and the fact is we're yeah. having too many people, we have too many less resources. Right now, you have to figure out how to handle it. Science is there to prove. That's that's the only thing science can do that's is it. prove, and that's what the science would right? do. Right. So the elite, bringing them the hey, listen. Hey, 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 if, you know, if I'm an hey, elite, yeah, right. What are you morals do? aside, right. Listen. What are you doing? Self-serving. <laughs> right? <laughs> Self-serving. Hey, hey, I'm truth. stacking boxes as high as I can. There we go. Hey, the man in charge doesn't want to do. I Listen. say, yes, sir. Handle you know? It. Handle it. Handle so, it. What do you do? Yes, what do you, I mean, honestly, if I'm a person in that position, yes. now, now, assuming that I, as myself and who I am, that's probably why I'll never be in that position, but I myself could never see myself doing that. It's, right. it's against my right. nature. It's against what I believe. Uh, I do believe in absolute moral or, or is it moral rights? Like, or not morals. Right. What do they call it? Uh, back and forth. Right. I, I firmly believe that I would stick to what I, to what my beliefs are. These right. people have sold their soul in a sense yeah. to get themselves to that position to where they only care about one thing. Right. Right. And that well, one thing is themselves and power. I'm, power can I'm, come from, from not having people as well. Now, I'm not, understanding that I'm if, not saying the Catholic if, Church is going to name these people saints, right. but, but if every, I agree with you, you that know? if everybody was to die off and that one individual was left, they right. would have no power. None. Right? right. There would be an initial, I survived because of who I am and the power that I had, but that power would diminish. So right. they do want people around. Exactly. Right. And that's the point. I agree. There's some level of narcissism behind them. 100%. So they have to keep, as we are probably to them, even, even the, Wealthiest billionaires in this country would still be pawns to them. They would still be a theory peasants. Mm. Right? A theory that I had that would have made the movie more intriguing. Okay, is that if there was just a line or a sentence <laughs> in the movie where Thanos was under the impression that he was up for grabs too, okay, and that when he flicked his wrist, that he was possibly flipping the coin at fifty fifty. And that that to me would have been more humanizing. Sh- right, but that's which the doesn't whole. Make, Principle, you're right, hundred percent. I'm not going to disagree with he you. He probably there. would have been seen less a villain. Uh, I, I agree. I, I, not if that I he, agree with his what, he, what his outcome if, was, if but the percent chance. If he was like, hey, it's a fifty fifty sh- chance that you disappear, and I am also included in that number. I'm just going to snap my finger and boom. It would. It wouldn't. First off, probably wouldn't make for a great movie. But yeah, it, it, yeah. you wouldn't have Thor cutting people's heads off and all that stuff. Listen, but how it should day, have ended. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's, I get it. But that's the point here. Is these. These people, if they do exist, it doesn't matter that but they're the super narcissism, narcissism. Listen, the narcissism behind it all yeah. shows that people making that decision are self-serving. Always. At the end of the day, Always. it's about preserving what I have and what life I'm going to live. But, Not about the people you're eliminating. But a big chunk of the population is what they have, and that's how they see it. So no matter what, uh-huh. at the end of the day, it's either it's either the whole population wipes out and potentially them, or they wipe out a chunk of it, save the whoever they save so that they still feel powerful and they're not going to come out by the way if this if this society work is real and they have this facts it's not like they're just going to come out tomorrow on national news and be like hey by the way we're real Thanos society is a real thing Aaron Andy and Cody I we heard you guys and uh by the way Earth's about to die so <laughs> it, it just isn't going to happen right it's just not going to happen which will get us into here in a second but I just want Cody to touch really fast same thing Thanos society is real. You're part of it. You're sitting at that table. Your narcissism. You love the power you have. You also don't want to perish because there's no food or water. 
two pieces there, self-serving, whatever it may be, where are you at? I mean, I mean, Andy self-served. Well, yeah, I mean, it's I don't, hard not to, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, because you, yeah, the, the, with the characteristics, yeah, yeah, that you painted there, yeah, I think that, uh, I think that that's really, if you've, if you're, if you've made it to that point, they know that you have to make that decision because they know you. Well, and like you I know? said, you're painting that picture pretty clear, right? We're, Walking Dead, right? There's an episode right. where they like, and and she like spares someone's life, and I'm like, that would never happen. Yeah. You you tell me that zombies are killing you over the earth and the people that are left are all crap. They're all attacking me. My family's what matters. Everyone else is getting a hole in the head, right? So you kind of throw that stuff out the window when you're when the picture that is painted is very narrow. End of story, right? There's gonna be some level of self-preservation. We are human beings, fight or flight, right? Yeah. And so uh, real quick, some examples of what some of the other countries have done over the world. In 1974, um, Many critics came to the UN and just spoke out heavily against population control, saying it's just immoral to do any form of population control, you know, let the world deal with it, so on and so forth. Uh, at that same conference, India's health minister, uh, Karen Singh, at that time declared that development is the best contraceptive. Okay, interesting. But a year later, the government presided o- that she presided over, um, uh, or Quran, excuse me, that he presided over. One of the most notorious was one of the most notorious episodes in the history of population control. The Indian premier, Indira Gandhi's son, used a state of emergency due to the allegations of corruption that threatened the government to introduce a radical pop culture targeted at the poor. Right during this two years, eight million men were sterilized. Okay, so they targeted the poor. They targeted men. And they sterilized over a two-year period eight million men. Okay, this was this has gone down again to be one of the most notorious known forms of population control. This was in 1974 uh, through 76 and, and through that. Um, a little bit more well known. Fast forward a little bit, about 10 years. Um, China's one-child policy. Just about everybody across the world knows about it, and a lot of people are like, "Well, yeah, China's overpopulated. Make make one child." Um, it is said to prevent it over 400 million births since, um, and it, since it was put into place in 1983, still going, by isn't the way. It, isn't it just uh, females, or more than one female, or something like that? Uh, they're, they're, yeah. Correct. Which yeah. So yeah. again, so in 1983 alone, more than 60 million women and, and 4 million men were sterilized, and 14 million women received forced abortions. Okay. Right. 14 million women were told you have to abort your child. Mm-hmm. Okay. This program went on until later allow two children yeah. as long as one is a boy knowing the need for male labor. That was the premise, right? Like we need male labor. So if everybody's popping out girls, we got to let them try at least one more time and in hopes they get a boy, right? The problem that then did was when you started coming into stenography and, and being able to tell the sex of, at birth or before birth, excuse me, they would tell, hey, you're, you're having another girl. Oh, abort it. Okay, so now you're it, just exponential amount of kids were aborted because they weren't boys. Um, then one of the going on to, again, just more genocide, more large amounts of people um, being killed off. One of the craziest times in history, World War II, we all know Hitler killed a ton of Jewish people in gas chambers, millions of people, right? 
again, back to if there is this world power above all these leaders, including Hitler, including Stalin, including all these people, just think that it's, if they've been around forever, they knew that overpopulating over a certain period of time, they had to start doing things, right? So there's, there's people that believe that even wars were forcibly incited so that millions would die one way or another to control population. Keeping in mind, other than the Iraqi war of the 90s and different conflicts and things like that, and even uh, uh, after 9-11, we have not had a massive world war, right? So populations keep growing, and none of the other countries other than China keep doing their one-China, one-child policy really hasn't implemented anything. Okay, now to America. All right, real quick. And, and this particular one was first just originally targeted at uh, African-American, and I believe it was men specifically, but the Tuskegee study in the 1930s, they gave syphilis to a bunch of African-American men, said, hey, we're going to treat you, and basically treated him with placebos, and they perished, right? Um, though it did not kill some large amount of people, what could be possibly stinted from hypothetically, would be the potential that you can introduce something to an individual, say, hey, we're going to treat it, and then let it die off, and see if they'll actually, I'm just going to put it loosely, fall for it, right? I mean, it's what it showed. This was 1930, right? We're talking 90 years ago, 90 years ago, right? Um, again, just a single basic attempt at at maybe some level of eradication. Now, I'm going to touch on what probably a lot of people believe is some level of an elephant in the room, and that there are a lot, and you can Google this, there are a lot of people, a lot of conspiracy theorists, because of how advanced this particular virus that I'm about to talk about is. Um, and it's not the one, I know everybody's like, he's going to say COVID. Not, nope, we're not there yet. Listen, this particular virus... It gets it enters the the and there's even some scientists that were discredited that again you can Google them some scientists that were discredited by also chiming in on this belief that this particular virus was created in the lab okay and this one I just want to we're gonna I'm a, I want to have you guys touch on this one because this one's a big one this is this is a big big conspiracy theory a ton of people believe this uh, that this particular virus was created in a lab. This virus enters the human body and at first lays dormant. And while it's laying dormant, it's actually growing in strength. It grows in strength. And then if not caught, it eventually mutates into a much stronger version in a sense and depletes the human immune system to the point where even the common cold kills you. Now, the scientists that spoke out and were super discredited barred out of their own professions, said that it was designed, and it was designed to spread in a way that all human beings take part in, right? And this virus I'm speaking about, um, uh, 39, 39 people have died since having it. 39 million? 39 million, excuse me, 39, like, 39 million, that's that deadly. Oh, yeah. 39 million people have died since having it. Now, granted, in the last 20 years, there's been exponential advances to fight it. So a big chunk of that 39 million was, was, in, was in the initial time frame. So they killed, I mean, we're, it, it knocked out a lot of people. 
the virus in, in I'm speaking of is HIV. Okay. Very, very strong, very, very powerful, very, very deadly. I mean, like they I remember seeing this thing, they showed it under a microscope. It basically cloned cells and that's how it hit, right? It cloned itself and it was like, what the heck? Like they showed it. It was crazy. It looked like other cells. And then it started eating away at white blood cells, right? And your white blood cells, by the way, if you guys don't know out there, that's kind of what, that's a big chunk and a big piece of your immune system, all right? So it eats away at your, your blood cell or your white blood cells. And then when your white blood cells drop to a certain level, you then are now in full-blown AIDS. And that's really the, the deadly one, right? They're one and the same thing. It's just that where your T, or excuse me, T cells, wherever your T cell count is, is what deciphers whether you have HIV or AIDS, right? Right. So... We also know a famous basketball player, Magic Johnson. He got it in the early years, back in the 80s. And, um, um, and you know, he was like 32 years old. And today, you, you can't even tell. Like, he's super healthy, and he's like in his 60s. And so there's a lot of people who are like, oh, yeah, there, he, he, there was a – they built this thing in the lab. They already had the, the antivirus for it. And if you had money and power, you weren't dying from it, right? Again – Total conspiracy theories, but keep in mind something: the mass number of that thirty-nine million was constituted as lower class. I, I don't know. I mean, what, honestly, it was in the early '90s, if I recall, that this became a really big thing in in pop culture and in, in the in the news and where it was going. Uh, I think it was commonplace for you to know someone that had HIV. At least HIV. I didn't know very many that had AIDS. There was a few that I did that, that I think passed. But the reality was is that it was common. Like most, you, you knew someone or heard of someone or yeah. had the risk of getting it. Right. Um, it was. You're right. It seemed very targeted in, its, in the way that it rolled out. Right. And not that it was intentional, but that it would go after well, look poverty. At the it would. Yeah. Oh, I know. Right. That's crazy. But I mean, it was after a specific type. Uh, it felt like a type of person or lower income or people that just didn't have the ability. I, I don't know. So honestly, I don't know. I think before most common and, and again i was i'm not a conspiracy theorist right let's put that out there i'm one of those guys that seemed a little bit more stoic kind of like yeah. the type of guy that, that is a skeptical of everything yeah and by by meaning the skeptical of everything is that I, I don't usually give a lot of you know leash to these types of ideas that someone is behind all this yeah a lot of that's changed in more recent days right, right. like having this conversation being on this podcast has a lot to do with just opening the dialogue on the fact that there may possibility that's it there might yeah. possibly be something there um so I haven't done the research on it. I really don't know. I don't have anything to say on it. But if I'm comparing it to what's happening today, it would feel more intentional in the sense to thin population as opposed to – and what could be happening right now could also be the same thing, right? Yeah. I mean, we would talk about where it started, Wuhan. We know it came from that kind of right. thing. Definitely. Um, gonna, yeah. That's, that's – it's very, it's, very, it's very possible. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, right. know, I don't have an, I don't have enough Me of neither. a concrete standing yeah. to stand on and go, yeah, that's what's happening. Well, uh, I think that's what's happening now. And, and I don't if, know if it's a thin population, but I think it is a, it is about manipulation. I think maybe originally it was when it was released. Uh, keep in mind, China has had viruses over the years, a, a dozen times. Right. Right. I mean, early two thousands, I remember watching on the news, China wearing mask like yeah. we do right now. Of course. Right? right. And going, huh, that's crazy. Why are they yeah. wearing masks? Yeah. Um, so this isn't the first thing to come out of China. This, and, and I'm not blaming China. No, well, it's way, also the most the reality populated is, place in the world. Right, I right. mean, India and China are massive, which is why I brought up these two, right? Most populated places in the world. It's not a stretch to think that as a possibility. 
And the fact right. is, is that all these were created with the intent of being created. They were created in a lab. Something happened. They got out. Swine flu, all these things. And they kill off a slew of the population worldwide, China specifically. Um, it's not a stretch to say that that's what's happening. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what Cody's thoughts are, but like the reality is in my mind, I think there's a good bet that it was intentional. Were you, were you out with HIV? Um, not I, that my age yeah. may be showing with this one a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I only am 25 and it is yeah. uh, 2021. It's, it was so. like pretty much cured by the time. Yeah. <laughs> Cody came uh, alive. He's like, hey, I was like, AIDS. Oh, that's like cold, right? Or flu last yeah. year. I, yeah. don't, I don't know. Uh, so no, I mean, obviously I haven't done like a lot of, I don't know a whole lot about this one. Yeah. I mean, the books, yeah. the books I read in school didn't really have it. Uh, it was hard day. in the eighties and nineties. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so, but I think I'm, but I think knowing what I know now, I think I'm on the fence. Yeah. It's probably the best way to describe this one because uh, it's believable that it's possible. Just you know, like how Rona, you know, was made in a lab, or how you know swine flu or whatever. Just because of these other ones, you know. Right. But I mean, it, but here's another. My other my other thought on that is that if it's for population control, they're doing a crap job at it because uh, thirty nine well, million sounds like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, over the course of so many years, with a population of seven billion on the planet, it's just the one thing you can't equate, no matter what you do, because yeah. every single person's human body is different because our DNA is all different. At the end of the day, the one thing you cannot calculate is the human body resilience, and and I, I will close without up a testing, bit. right? Not without testing. Right. Let's be clear on that. So that's why we have testing. So and, and so you're right. So who knows? Uh, who knows? If HIV was was created by nature or in a lab, who knows, right? We do not know. Nobody knows. If we do, it would be all over the or place. Or by much a pharmaceutical company that or wanted to make a bunch of money, money. off the yeah. medicine. And again, whole another episode. But there's there's other there's other things that would lead people to believe that there's again a society possibly, you know, with their belief that they have a a, a responsibility to control world population, and unfortunately there's always going to be some look at the lower class statistically. And again, this is just statistics that, you know, it tends to be that when you, when you start looking at, you know, households that have more children versus less and things like that, the higher society people tend to have less, believe it or not, than middle class and lower class, right? We're, we're in that middle lower class where we average two to three per household and the upper class actually only averages, they, they say one, right? So they may be looking at down they go, Hey, we got to get eradicate them. And so even like in the 1950s, when food preservatives were, were presented, right. And this is just a, a quick adage, just a thought that, you know, those food preservatives were added so that shelf life would be extended. And then in turn, you could produce more, have it last longer, make it cheaper. Well, if you're filthy rich, you're eating fresh out the ocean you're eating like fresh caught, like somebody's out butchering the cow out back for you and creating a steak that day. You're not having to go into Safeway or Rayleigh's or Lucky's or whatever it is across the nation that your grocery stores. Um, I did a little travel across the nation. I can't believe how many different grocery store chains there are. You leave California, you're like, right. wow, I've never even heard of this place. It's right. cool. So, you, anywhere, wherever your major grocery store chain is, you know they're not going in buying canned beans or or you know uh, Top Ramen. By the way, Top Ramen's great. We're just gonna throw that out there. Very great food. Lots of preservatives. Probably isn't the healthiest for you, but. You know, 20 years, within 20 years, like cancer cases started jumping through the roof, right? Left and right. And then you have the fact that, do you know that in uh, 1980s, do you know that there was, vaccine-wise, kids only had a max 12 total vaccine shots? I just want, I don't know if you guys saw this number. 
Did you guys see the number I'm no, about, to, no, about to talk no, about? I have no idea. Okay, great. In 2019, how many vaccine shots do you think now kids are supposed to get? 35. Are we and talking it, like just vaccines in general? Or are we talking total, like total vaccine shots? There's immunization more, there's shots, immun- all that. It's everything. Not like anything shots. There was wise. twelve in two thousand nineteen. I, I can tell you from having kids. Yeah, and I'm not old, but right. having the amount of shots that I yeah. had growing up, uh, it's it's I'd say three to four times the original number. Yeah, listen, fifty four. As of twenty nineteen, yeah, we'll hit yeah. fifty four. So, so you you jumped. want you ask yourself, anti vaxxers may not be crazy because yeah. when you see something like. What was the number? 12 in the 80s, which is, yeah. right? That's me. Me? Right? Yeah. yeah. Eight, I didn't have 84. Sh- I'm still alive. I got yeah. one oh. in my butt cheek every year, yeah, yeah. right? 54. Are we talking about when they're ba- when they're a baby? From the day they're born until about uh, 12 years old. Okay. That's, they have a total of 54. In eight, 1980s, wow. it was only 12. Wow. Had, 12 total. You had a bunch early on, yep. and then when you hit about five or six, it went to annually, and you would have like one shot a year. Kind of thing. That's now there were, there were other shots, wow. but it, and it varied. That number may not be static as yep. as of twelve. It may have been two to twelve to sixteen. But the reality is, it was far less than it is now. And again, coincidence. Let me just throw this back at you. Coincidence. Over four hundred percent increase in child cases of cancer and leukemia. Just again, coincidence could be. It could just be the foods. It could, there's so many different things that could be making this. And that's why this. There's all this stuff. Everything causes cancer. Well, maybe I don't know. But at the end of the day. 12 shots versus now 54, right? Yeah. Which is why so many people... It's convenient that everything causes cancer, isn't it? Very convenient. Mm. Very convenient. But again, I'm back to the question is, what is there still to do if we're overpopulating the earth and this truly is a concern? Now, if 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 Global Footprint Network was right, and in 2019, the food sources, the water sources were depleted by mid-year for 2019, we start dipping into 2020, the snowball effect. Don't you find there's just a little bit of weird also coincidence that this Wuhan China lab at the end of 2019 creates, supposedly creates the COVID-19 coronavirus. Same year that that few years back, the Global Footprint Network said we would be depleting our mid-year resources, our year's resources mid-year, that same year COVID-19 hits. COVID-19 launches, again, human resilience kicked in. They say that the numbers are like mortality rate is less than 1%, okay? And right behind it, and this is the biggest elephant in the room. Again, all coincidence, who knows? This is why we're discussing it. The Thanos Society possibly behind it. Who really knows? Again, human resilience kicks in. This virus doesn't kill as many as you planned it to. And you start launching out vaccines faster than you've ever done with less research than you've ever had. And you're pushing it harder than you ever have. Um... And the argument, a lot of people are like, well, smallpox and polio. Just so you guys know, you guys know what the mortality percentage rate of, say, smallpox was? It was high. And I, I remember, I actually saw mortality. I actually saw these numbers the other day. Somebody yeah. showed them the different, yeah. the different like, mm-hmm. things that we it's had. It's going around. Yeah, yeah. The, they're showing it. Yeah, they're, I, I don't specifically have the numbers those in front two, of me. Specifically those two, because that's really so many people that have gone and got the vax. Again, hey, people, it's your choice. Uh, we love you no matter what. Remember that. We're not here 
pro-vax, we're not uh, against vax, we're not, we're not anything, we just, we just want to talk, and we just want to open up the eyes, and, and open up discussion, your thoughts, you tell us, but hey, again, for smallpox and, and um, polio specifically, one of the two biggest arguments about, well, you got the smallpox and polio vaccine, and that's how it stopped it, the mortality percentage, and just also, so you know, those are more diseases than they are viruses, diseases don't mutate viruses do so it's really harder to stop a virus with vaccine it doesn't really stop it but that's fine hey again just that's science again the well science shows that you can't cure a virus you cannot it's never been cured otherwise we'd have cured you the cold and cure flu heck of a long time ago. Um, yeah. you can cure a disease correct so again with that being said uh the percentage of the mortality rate was 30 percent. 30 percent mortality rate wow that means that you had a 30% chance of dying. Regardless of age. Regardless of anything when you got it. Regardless of age, regardless of precondition. If you, you could have been the healthiest person in the world. You could run every day, drink water, drink organic, eat every organic everything, eat, never eat sugar, never eat carbs, whatever the case may be. You could have been the healthiest, genetically tip-top shape, and you still had a 30% chance of survival because you didn't know how it was going to affect your body at the end of the day. Yes, you may have had a better, a little bit better chance if you were a little bit healthier, and maybe it was less than 30% chance, but it was an average out chance, 30% chance across the board. Boom. Less than 1% chance of mortality. They blasted that on all the news. So if you're going to believe the news, it, they've showed it themselves, right? It's all over the place. Less than a 1% chance of, of, of dying from it. Yet we're pushing this as if this is a plague, as if we're... <laughs> In the dark ages, and the black plague is coming and, right. and wiping bring, out all. Bring out your dead. Yeah, bring out. <laughs> so. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little oh, Monty, little Python. Monty Python hit yeah. there. Bring out your Come dead. Come on. So that it all comes back to the push, 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 push. Take away people's rights until they get it. Give them money until they get it. Do this and do that. For whatever reason, they're doing it. But I ask you this before we end. All of this is because we are coming down to the wire. If the Global Footprint Network is right, 2019, we depleted half the resources for that, or all the resources for that year, halfway through the year, and we're pushing into 2020's resources, and now the clock has begun. Thanos Society is possibly real. They know this is coming. Self-preservation sets in. They go, heck, we've done everything we can for the last hundred years, from wars to viruses created in labs. We've done everything we can. More vaccines for kids, this, more, put stuff in food, spray stuff in the air, as Andy and I were talking about the other day. Whatever you believe or don't believe, if this potential issue is coming, overpopulation and depletion of our resources, and this is why we see all this right today, why we see this push for this vaccine and whatever it's going to do, if that's really what it is, hey, the vaccine may not be this. They may say, hey, that's why there's a percentage like everybody, 95% of everybody get it. Because maybe statistically or scientifically, they know that majority, that, that maybe they know that half of human beings will survive the vaccine and half won't. Maybe it's like the snap, right? Maybe, maybe, now hear me out. Yes. Maybe when they were making this virus in Wuhan, they made it so that, you know, it looks like a flu. 
and then you have it, you kind of get over it, it's whatever, and then it lies dormant. And then... Like three years later, it hits you hard? Three years later, it'll kill you unless you followed what daddy government said and you got the vaccine. Now The vaccine was actually the cure? Now all that's left are the sheep that listen to you. No one defies you. Whoa. What Mm. a society. So before we just close out on these thoughts, um, you know, there's a... the the rise Melbourne uh, page on Twitter just is going nuts, you know. Cause one of Australia's leaders, um, it basically gets out and says, again, this is Australia. We're one of it's like the worst there, right? The worst push, hard push. Because why is there such a hard, fast, quick move, move, move? Get it, get it, get it, get it right. Ninety percent double vax rate in Australia currently. Wow, that leaves ten percent unvaxed. He's now restricting and will remain restricted even non-essential retail. Like he's, he's and, and claiming going to restrict recent, um, essential. That means grocery stores and things like that. He's on the, ver- again. They're already not, in camps. 90, right? 90% At though, what point do we call him a dictator? Right. And right. Not, I mean, like, let's be real. Like, I, I, I've not looked a lot into this. I've seen right. it on the news, and you know, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think me, I, I can tell you. There's a lot of people that don't even know this is going on in Australia because they're just they're showing so lightly of it because they don't want the fear behind it. But here's this guy. Here's the leader of Australia. Ninety percent double vax. That means that ninety percent of the population has already gotten multiple vac, like the first shot and the second. And they already have herd immunity almost two times over. Correct, according to science. And yet he's now increasing the restrictions. So and cre- taking to another level for the last ten percent. Why would the- I why? get the vaccination? Right. If ninety percent have double vax, right, and you're locking everything down, yeah, the but, risk is still the same, right? But like, why is, would I risk but, my health but that's just for it. it? The question is, why the hardcore push? And keep in mind, Australia does have resource issues as far as food and water. Just so you know, they, most of the country is barren. Like right. they they're not those, able to grow on it, right? Yeah, like it's very I, barren. I think I heard it's that. Very, it's like desert-like. Yeah, the outback is just inhabitable. Right. Yeah. So it. It's, yeah, they serve steaks and, they, and uh, onions that they yeah. fry. Right and yeah. shrimp. <laughs> the outback. Yeah. Yeah. On, well, on the Barbie. Barbie. The Barbie. The Barbie. Yeah. Barbie. Barbie. Yeah. 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 You know. So love that. with the wallabies. Listen, I love oh. outback steakhouse guys. It's it's fantastic. But you know, I'm I'm gonna have to boycott them. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Love outback. But anyway, so. You know, if this is truly happening and um, the society knows that if this is potentially plausible or probable, whatever the case may be, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's like what has to happen? If the clock has started and that is real, not a conspiracy theory, if it's real, just leaving it out there, what has to happen? So, you know, Thanos uh, eradicated half the population with a snap. Maybe, just maybe. Our current Thanos society is doing it with a jab. But the question is, how do they do it without us knowing they exist and why they're doing it? And that will be for the next episode. Twister World fam, we love you. Coming at you next time. Catch us there.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.